Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here for, you know, Elon Daily. What day is this going to be? This is going to be uh, Thursday the 5th, I think this is coming out. And we're going to call this little puppy Mel's Special Adventure. Yeah, I had a special adventure worth talking about here on the Elon Daily. So imagine uh, it's towards the end of summer, right? And you've got the family and you've got grandpa and you've got your son who's going back to college soon. So you want to go on a little trippy trip. And you love the mammoth, the mammoth up there in the, you know, the mountains here in California, absolutely beautiful in the summer, and there's lakes and there's things to do, and Grandpa grew up there, you know, camping and taking my wife, his daughter, uh, all around the place, and my son goes up there all the time, he loves it, so we're all going to go up there, we're going to drive the Tesla, we're going to go up through the Mojave Desert, we're going to go through Lone Pine, we're going to get up to Mammoth, we're going to have a good time, we're going to take the X, it's got that panoramic view, it's spectacular, this is going to be good times. So off we go. We are trekking through the Mojave Desert when all of a sudden you hear this thun. And also there was a physicality. There's something boom. Not huge like an explosion, but clearly something has happened. And it feels like it's from the front of the car. Immediately, bing, up on the big screen. And on the binnacle display, although I wasn't driving, I was in the back. My wife was driving. Up comes a big display that says, uh, you've lost your front motor. What? Yeah, you've lost your front motor. And my wife says, oh, it says, I've lost the front motor, reduced power, and there is a little emblem of a tortoise. It's so cute. And it says, call Tesla service center. So this is all very upsetting. Now, I'm actually in the middle of a very important call. And so I know we've got a dual motor, and I know that these uh, dual motors can actually run on one motor. So I say to the wife, wife, look, we're about half an hour or more, maybe it was an hour out of Lone Pine. Uh, which is where we're going to supercharge. Let's just uh, keep going. Let's uh, go to Lone Pine. Then we can plug in at the supercharger. We can call Tesla service and we can work out what the heck we're going to do. So we did that. Got to Lone Pine. And uh, well, actually, I got a little bit of audio from my phone from Lone Pine. Because one of the things I thought we could do is charge it, but then maybe do a software reboot. And uh, maybe this was all just, you know, nothing real, nothing to see here. It's all going to go away. And um, the on the uh, center display, that alert went away. So I'm not sure what to do. So I think what I'll do is I'll just charge it up and then um, put it in the drive. So when I plugged it in and we're not moving, all of those alerts went away. The binnacle alert, the center display alert all went away. So I charge it for a few minutes and I'm like, oh, hell with this. Let me unplug it and then put it into drive and see if, uh, you know, magically, magically, I've got a front motor again. So when I do that, I unplugged it and I put it uh, back into drive and it still said the same issue. So I think we're going to have to uh, charge it up abort and drive home. So that was the decision. Unfortunately, uh, do we all drive home or do some of us drive home? And so the plan was very tortured, but in the end, we got a car that could take uh, the rest of the family from Lone Pine to Mammoth. Now, Lone Pine is about 4,000 feet. It's out there. I mean, it's not, you know, there's restaurants and the hotels and stuff there. I don't know how big Lone Pine is. It's a little town on the way to Mammoth. Um, Uber and Lyft. We checked Uber and Lyft. No, not going to happen out there. Thank you very much. But we did. Well, my wife did. She found a private sort of car that will take you up there. And it was not unreasonable. And so ultimately they got in that puppy and went up to Mammoth. And uh, the way she found that, there was actually a youth hostel. So she walked into the youth hostel and said, how do you get to Mammoth from here if you don't have a car? 
And of course, people at youth hostels, they know about such things. They know. And they gave her the number of a couple of different people that shuttle people up and down that part of the freeway and uh, that part of California. So then I drive home. And I have significantly reduced power. You don't really notice it at speed. So the back motor is doing fine. It'll do 70 miles an hour. And I thought, like, I'll just stay at 70 miles an hour and I'll drive all the way home. Now, if you gun it, it, you lose all that special Tesla power. So if you want to really hit it at 70 miles an hour on a dual motor X, it's got enormous torque. It'll boom, it'll get you to 90 miles an hour very fast. That's gone away. You're back to like a normal car, which is at 70 miles an hour when you hit the accelerator, it'll accelerate but it won't do it very fast. And when I was back in town, when I was back in town, same thing, all of that Tesla loveliness is gone. You have a very slow acceleration or very slow by Tesla standards. You do not have that Tesla pickup. So that's very important. If this ever happens to you, don't be thinking that you can gun it and drive in a normal fashion. Uh, you can't. I don't know what it's like if you lose the back motor, but the front one is working because those motors are tuned. One is for sort of uh, torque and one is for long range distance. And I can't remember which way round it is. And I'll get back to that in further episodes as I look more into this. And as I talk to some of the engineers, as we get this puppy fixed. And so there's two ways of looking at this situation, right? One way to look at it is a glass half empty. Oh my gosh, I'm on vacation and my Tesla broke. I hate it when that happens. Does this happen more often in a Tesla or less often in a Tesla? And I don't really know. You know, early on, Consumer Reports were saying there's lots of little niggly things. But I really you know, don't know how often there is a true drive failure in these cars. I can't imagine it's too much. You know, I've had Teslas for four years and, you know, Robert and Tom and we've driven probably between us a few hundred thousand miles. Never heard of this happening. In my first Tesla, they had to replace a couple of the motors because they were that first generation that, you know, they had problems, but it didn't fail. So how often does this happen? I don't know, but it was a bummer. I had to turn around and drive three hours all the way home, and then I'm dropping the car off in the morning, and then I'm going to drive all the way back to Mammoth, which is, means I've lost a day in Mammoth. You know, first world problems. If this is the worst thing that ever happens to me, I'll have had a damn fine life. Thank you very much. But the other way to look at this is glass half full, right? This is a dual motor thing, and you know, I grew up in Australia in the outback, and I can't tell you how many times I was stuck on the side of the road with the family because there was something wrong with the car, usually overheating, usually something to do with radiator, something like that. Mary was telling me, my wife's stories about how she got stuck in the middle of the Mojave Desert when she was a little girl with her mum, and dad wasn't even there, and the whole family had to go, you know, rely on the goodness of strangers to get into another car to go and try and get this other car fixed. It was a disaster. So cars breaking down is just part of cars. They break down a lot less than they did in the 70s, thank you very much. And the Japanese in particular have build qualities, which means it's, you know, you don't see that many broken down cars like back in the day in Australia. Like there was always somebody broken down. So this dual motor thing is a really amazing thing. The fact that I lost an engine, basically, but I had a backup engine it's kind of like I was in a rocket ship or I was in a jet and I lost one of the engines, but I had another engine so I could still land. The fact that I could turn around and drive 200 miles on just the sole rear motor and basically come home, you know, have a large glass of wine and then wake up in the morning and go take that car in and get it fixed. Well, that's the glass half full part. And if you're thinking, if you're in the market, should I get just a rear wheel Tesla or a dual motor Tesla. What's the difference? Well, you know, one of the things we always talk about here in California, we don't really need dual motors because we don't have snow and all this other stuff that, that you know other people have on the East Coast and the Norwegians and all these other people. 
But this is another thing to factor in. And Elon has said it in the past and he's tweeted about it. If you've got dual motors, if one of them breaks, then you can still drive. Now, the things that I don't know is how much you should push it. Should I have just sort of continued on the next sort of hour and a half up to Mammoth and dropped the family off and just tooled around Mammoth and then driven home and then got the car fixed? Or should I have done the right thing, which is like, you know, find a car, send the family on, go back, get the car fixed. I called Tesla. I asked the lovely lady there, what should I do? And she's like, look, the manual here says that you should immediately take the car into Tesla and have them fix the motor. And I can't tell you any different from that. So maybe there's some Tesla engineers out there that could tell us, look, you're fine. The chance of a second drive failure is very low. You're just going to have a lot less power. So if it's driving okay and you understand that, you could drive this thing for a week, a month. Potentially you could drive it for the rest of you know your lease and it wouldn't be a big deal. But on the other hand, I don't know, is this putting a big strain on it? Is this uh, going to overheat the motor? Is it going to be a problem? I don't know. When I drop the car off, I'll ask. But for now, I think the right thing to do is say, this is kind of like blowing out uh, the tire and you've got one of those little tiny spare wheels. That little tiny spare wheel is not meant to be driven around for a week or a month or a year. It's meant to be driven so that you can go get a proper tire back on your car. So that's what I did. And, you know, write to us if you have any experience about this. But this was Mel's most excellent pain in the buttocks adventure. And for now, for now, I'm going to see this as a glass half full guy. That I uh, lost a motor, but I had a second motor and I could drive my car home. That was pretty cool. Otherwise, otherwise I would have been stuck in the Mojave Desert and it was literally 105 degrees. That would have been extremely unpleasant. Herbert out until tomorrow. Oh, I've always got special adventures for you. Just driving through uh, Mojave to my right is thousands and thousands of uh, windmills. Um, not going too fast, but doing a nice leisurely turn. Thousands of them. It's really amazing. And to my left is a gigantic solar farm. And actually to my right, <laughs> at the base of the wind farm, is another solar farm. This is a pretty famous uh, Mojave solar farm because I think it's California's oldest commercial solar farm and it started in the 80s and has been built on them since and improved, of course. So here in this incredibly hot desert with a broken Tesla X driving home, limping home, actually not limping, driving fine, I'm surrounded by renewable energy. It's delicious, the lovely and delectable. Thank you.